Hi guys, welcome to Expressible Podcast. Now, in case you're wondering, we at Expressible are a group of interview coaches who aims to help you get your desired job, and we plan to do so by providing CV tutorials and interview skills classes. Anyway, I am Caroline, and today I would like to share with you an interview that I recently carried out with a young, successful entrepreneur by the name Melanie. Melanie was awarded as one of the top 100 global training and development coach of the year 2017, and now she is currently working with her company, Work Inspires Consultancy. Without further ado, I introduce to you Melanie Lu. Right. So, hi everyone.、Uh, my name is Melanie. I'm the co-founder of Work Inspires. So, a bit about myself is I've been an entrepreneur for about eight years now. Ironically, I'm a accounting student that decided that I do not want to be an accountant because I'll be horrible at it. So, hence why entrepreneurship.、Uh, my first job actually is with Credo Funds in Mahat. So that's where I learned about the world of entrepreneurship. Fell in love with starting businesses, and because I really like development, Co-、uh, Work Inspires is a company I co-founded where we actually focus on developing people, graduates like you know many other students, as well as working adults. To ensure that they are good learning experience, good engagement, and good working experience. So we mainly work with corporates, but we also do with universities, especially for graduating students. So a bit about fun fact about me is I love adrenaline. So I do bungee jumping, diving, <laughs> and all those things. I the only cat I ever love is Pushin. I don't know if you know who Pushin is. Yes, Pushin I do know Pushin. Cute cat here. <laughs> okay. I, I, No control when it comes to shopping, pushing, and it's like insane. I went to Taipo and I just grab everything I find. And then、um, another thing about me is I love chocolate, and my team knows that. So whenever they make a mistake, they buy chocolate for me. No. <laughs> so the logic is: the bigger the chocolate, or the more atas brand the chocolate is, the more bigger the mistake is. <laughs> so that's that's my team sometimes. So yeah, that's a bit about myself. Okay. Okay. You seem to have a very good idea of yourself. It is right. Mainly because I think for me, I learned branding the hard way. So that's why I always focus. I knew knew how to brand myself and call myself and describe myself, which is one of the key problems in interview questions when people、mm-hmm. ask, say, "Tell me about yourself." Hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You seem to have figured out even the small details, like the pushing and the chocolate. <laughs> that's very good. Well, you know, it makes you feel human. Hmm. True. True. Okay, so um, I would actually regard you as a very successful person at your age. I mean, so it seems you look really very young, and you have your own business and a lot of experience. So I I think I'm still young lah, still below thirty. How old are you? Okay, never mind. You don't have to say. I'm only twenty. Oh my goodness, you're so young. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, um, what is your key um like secret top secret to your success, if there's one? Okay, I think if I were to tell almost anybody out there, your mental and emotional resilience is one of the most important thing for you to succeed in anything that you do. Whether is it going for interviews, getting a job, working in any culture situation. I mean, like yourself, you're a doctor, so like I would imagine that when you start working, it's going to be difficult. In a、yeah. new environment, you know,、mm. culture, you know, bosses and people, and you have some nice, some not so nice. So, if your mental and emotional resilience are not there, it'd be very difficult for you to really, really go into full swing of learning and loving your passion. So, same thing with business. I think for me, I've hit a lot of roadblocks in business. There's no, 
as much as you study all the business models in the world and all those courses you attend, right? The toughest part about entrepreneurship is here. You cannot keep yourself mentally in check and emotionally vulnerable yet also strong. It's very difficult for you to sustain. I see. So when it comes to emotional resilience, did you learn it along the way or do you think you're somewhat born with it? Uh, I only learned it like last year, I think. Oh. <laughs> Ironically, I've been in business for like seven years. Mm. I think it hits you hard enough because, okay, especially like ladies, right? I don't mm. know, but like ladies, um, we are commonly called the emotional creature. Yep. <laughs> like we have our PMS and our good days and our bad days. So when it comes to business, a lot of people tend to say that ladies, you either have you know horrible lady bosses, so business women are very scary, or either we're very emotional that we cannot handle the business. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying that it is a fact to consider when it comes mm. to And I think the challenge is that uh, when you do not have emotional resilience, you break down a lot easily. Mm. But so a lot of us, like myself, what I tend to do is I lock up my emotions. So I said that, no, you cannot show emotion, which is actually a bad thing. So when MCO started, mm. I tell you, um, this challenge, this period was really difficult for a lot of businesses. So I went ourselves, we are all affected in some way. And I just hit a mental tiredness and mental breakdown like no one's business. Like just maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I would just stay in bed. I didn't want to wake up. I was just like feeling like, why am I doing this? Why is the world? You know, why 2020 started like that? It's supposed to be a good year. <laughs> and all that happened. And then I realized that because we don't give ourselves time to be upset. And when you are young, especially in the Asian culture, you know, when you're sad, you go back home, mommy, mommy, this friend bully me, that friend bully me, or things like that. Mm-hmm. They say, I ask for matter, don't worry about it, you know, go bigger problems out there. Mm, so when yep. you get all these things, you don't let yourself be sad. And when you don't learn to acknowledge and accept your emotions and then overcome it through strength, it's very difficult. So that's why I would encourage everybody. Uh, emotional resilience to me is not born. No doubt there are some people slightly more emotional than the other yep. because uh, I mean I'll leave the biological reasons to you and, but generally it's that way and also um, emotional also equates to empathy so if you tend to have more emotions you tend to be a bit more empathetic towards people which is a good thing for you if you know mm. Thanks for the tips <laughs> Okay <laughs> So anyway, um, I would like to know more about the work, the working world, the working place. So um, coming from a background where you deal with many companies, right? So yeah. I believe you are in a very good position to give your perspective on what companies usually look for when it comes to employers, employees. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What do you think are the qualities that companies are looking for right now? Okay, I can tell you back when I first started, um, we were taught we were taught to have leadership skills and all that. And I re- after working with so many companies, so like an example is that we work with a campus, a Sunway University for a program called Graduate uh, Career Bootcamp. Mm. So this career bootcamp generally allows students to try and fail mock interview or experience mm-hmm. with different companies or different industries. So imagine this, like if you, uh, let's say we are having an interview and then you can give me direct feedback say, okay, if you're going to answer like this, this is why you should not do it because, you know, you will okay. not. So when we talk to all the companies and we ask them, right, what are three skills that you would look for in any graduate this era? Leadership is not a top three. 
Hmm, okay. It's, it's not because because they felt that leadership can be taught. Right. Like you will learn leadership on the job. You will mm. you don't start off as coming in fresh graduate manager. You will come in as someone who has to climb your way up and learn your way, learn the ropes, learn the industry. So what they want are actually number one, it comes from which I think is extremely important. All industry applies is number one is your attitude. So things like proactive, mm, okay, resourcefulness. Mm. It's like especially today with the digital era. And with this current situation, Google is at your fingertips. Or oh, you can Zoom and you can Skype on your phone. You can do an interview just on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's everything is so easy for you, mm. which they expect you to put effort in researching, in preparing, in finding out, in attending webinars. For example, if you want to know how a company is, let's say you're, you're a doctor, so you, let's say you want to work in Sunday Medical, for example. Okay. okay. There are many, many sessions where you can actually attend free webinars mm. to learn a bit about medical it's in different in different hospitals. Learn about what do they look for when it comes to you know hiring doctors in or what are the key traits doctors need to have in order to survive in this very abrupt world. Mm. And there's so many free webinars to go to, you know. So the only thing is students is we expect it to be given. So yep. we need to be proactive and resilient. Mm. The proactive resourceful to search for it. Second thing is resilience. Okay, resilience. Oh my gosh, I can tell you the countless times where companies will complain and say that you know this kid brought their mother to the interview, and <laughs> who's doing the interview? The mother or the daughter? Really? Oh. A lot. Which oh. is because my mother would be like, "Go figure out your way." I remember taking the bus and the train to go and find how where's the office and all those things on my own and somehow these days I even had I personally seen one case where a company because we did a lot of sessions for university so one of the company messaged me and said hey uh, do you have this girl's CV I really I really liked her I want to talk to her so when I emailed the girl the father called me <laughs> okay and, and why do you want my daughter's resume and I'm Correct. like, uh, because this company asked for it and she attended my session, so they want it. And they're, who are you? Are you a recruiter? Why do you want my daughter's CV? Huh? Is this a scam? I was like, okay, uncle, I'm so sorry, but can you calm down? <laughs> I was so shocked. And then after that, I found out, I'm like, does your father check your email? And she said, yeah, my father handles all my interview schedules. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, personal PA. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so crazy. Real things that happen, and I'm mm. just like baffled. Like, is this possible? So imagine when you start working, like, and your mommy and daddy start going to be there to like yeah. answer things to that. You know, you have to deal with different bosses. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, resilience is important. And mm. the, the thing is about people management or managing stakeholders for the matter. Because when these days it's a very globalized world, mm. and everything's integrated. Like, there's no one boss. Yeah. You'll be dealing with multiple bosses at a time at different places. So it's a bit difficult to say that I need to know how to deal with one people. Even customers, especially like you doctors, you have so many patients or so many different personalities yeah. and inter department cases to work with. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn to handle personalities of different age and generations. So those are like three things. Besides your normal, you know, you must communicate, have food, besides those typical things. These are three, I think, life skills. Mm. 
Yeah, true. Speaking of life skills, I think all these three traits that you mentioned, we can also use it in our personal life. It will probably bring you much further as well in your interpersonal relationships, like your family, your friends as well. Huh? And even in your career next time, even if you want to get a promotion or whatsoever, right? Because mm. even, even though we are in the digital era, even the way you type to customers these days right. is Okay. Just be like an oh, emotional robot talking on computer screen, no? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have that human touch in a lot of things. True. Okay, which leads me to the next question. Um, I recently read a book by Dale Carnegie. It talks about how people, everyone in general, has the innate desire to be successful. Mm. So, which makes me think. What does um per, what is a single trait that a person need to help them demarcate themselves from everyone else and help them to be successful in the whole company? What do you think? Okay, I think right number one, uh, it's important to first understand what is success. That's the mm. first. What is success to you? Because there are some people I know who are very satisfied being a good mother or a good partner. Yes. Okay, and there's nothing mm. wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And there are some people's success factor comes from family, some people's success factor is monetary, some people's success factor is uh, ambition, dreams, goals, some people is social impact. So it's important, that's why like you mentioned in the beginning of the interview, you asked me like, uh, I seem to figure out how to do, how to do uh, my life story for example. Yeah. 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 Right. So I can give you a tip now, which is if you were to do a mind map of yourself, Mm, okay. You're facing the center and you just do a whole mind map and chart out what are things you like, what are things you don't like, what are things you value and cherish, what are okay. some things you appreciate, what are some things you're good at. Okay. So you just map everything out and you find some commonalities. Like for me, I never knew I like business until I entered business. But that's because I always call myself a stubborn person. Like I I'm just stubborn in every level that I say that I believe that all of us can achieve what we want. It's a matter of whether we want to put the effort for it. So I'm that stubborn. I do not believe that, you know, um, I cannot achieve whatever success that I want. So for me, success, personally for me, success is seeing how far I can bring my company and how many people I can work with. Right. In terms of impact, in terms of training, in terms of developing them. So that's success to me. In a company, some people's success is corporate ladder, yes. Some people's success is projects. I know there's some people who do not want to be a manager, but they're damn good at what they're doing. Mm. So it's an important way to first understand why success. Because mm. when companies talk to you, right, mm. um, they want to know what drives you. Right, right. What drives you. And if you cannot answer that, it's very difficult. So even if, let's say, your mother or father is your driving force for you to perform at work, it's a driving force. Right. So you really think and not be too, too hungry to just chase corporate ladder. Because these days, I know a lot of young people who ask for promotion all the time. Right. They come in only, they're good at something, they got their master's, I want promotion. Mm-hmm. They ask skill, I want promotion. Everything also, I want promotion. You know, there's so many levels, there's only so much you can get promoted because there's something above you. It's like 10 years of experience. True. So, true. if you keep asking for promotion every year, you might as well mm. just see you right now. <laughs> So, you cannot expect that promotion is going to come every single year. And so you have companies creating levels of hierarchy for no reason. Junior 1, Junior 2, Junior 4, just to promote you. Just so you felt like, oh, I'm climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. I'm up. But actually your experience and your exposure is the same. 
right, right, right. Right. So, yeah. First thing, I will encourage everybody think about what is success to you. Okay. Secondly, once you think of success, what drives you to perform at work? And companies like it in any matter for that, anywhere for that matter. Companies like it when they see you are sincerely connected to help the company. Mm, okay. Like the basic proactive, you want something. Even if you're curious, like okay, let's say like for me at the ACCA, I really, really do not like finance <laughs> at all. So if I were to say that I want to move to HR because I like people, I need to put in the effort. I need to actually go and talk to HR leaders, mm. HR and say that hey, I need advice. So companies like that, no matter wherever you are. Mm, okay, I think those are really solid advice. And I feel like later I will have to do the mind map myself or so. Yes, please go do the mind map. It definitely helps me. I've changed like five to six mind maps in my lifetime. Ah, okay. I started studying until now. I think I've done like five to six questions. Ah, okay, that's that's very good. Okay, anyway, just now you mentioned how a lot of people, especially new hires, they go into the company and then they keep asking to be promoted and promoted, right? So that is one of the main problems a lot of new hires have nowadays. So what other problems do you identify with these new hires? Okay, the first thing I would categorize it as impatient, like what I said, like you always mm. want impatient. Secondly, I think it's also a problem with our education system in some sense, like we are being spoon-fed a lot. So when you go to the working world, there's a huge gap between what you study and what reality is. Like independence, independent working is something I think that it's crucial because nobody's going to feed you the answer like step one, step two, step three. And even depending on the bosses that you have. For example, like I had a boss that is very big picture. He would tell me things like, hmm, I think we should run this idea. And then he keep quiet. Okay. You just say like, I think, no, I really like the marketing idea. I think we should run with it. And then you keep quiet. And I, if I'm not, like what Chinese because say more, huh? if you're not alert enough, is that you don't understand. You feel like, okay, that's a good idea. But a proactive person, that's why I say proactive is important. Because a proactive person will research, how am I going to run the idea in okay. case the boss wants it. Okay. And then you present it to the boss, or she will present it to the boss and go, boss, remember the idea you said, I think if you want to run it, this is how we can do it. Right. So basically, go one step ahead of your boss. Be prepared. But there are bosses that also tell you A to Z, like, okay, step one, you should do this, step two, mm. you should do this, step you should do this. So right. being able, the challenge I see a lot of young people face is they do not know how to maneuver between different bosses or different types of leaders. So understanding people and how people work is something that I think is extremely important for anybody regardless of whatever you are. And then secondly, a lot of young people have, I don't know why, but they are too, they just went into from very proactive and very excited and very talkative to extremely shy, quiet and silent when they go to work. Which surprises because it's like they just I think they're scared. A lot of people are actually scared. I know they talk to me and say they're scared. They do not know where to share my idea and they do not know if the ideas will get accepted or shut down. Things like that. Right. And company perspective is that they feel that a lot of young people are lack tactfulness and lack communicative skills. They like to stick like go makan lunch or go have lunch. Fresh grads table. What's yep. the problem missing it, you know? So, mm. basic things like that, a lot of fresh graduates do not know to be the maneuver. I think it's normal, personally, because, I mean, you're new. 
So generally no one cares, but if like six months down the road you're still behaving like that, there's something wrong. So that's where uh, uh, there are some students that ask me, uh, Mallory, what if I have the problem of you know, standing out? I have the problem of showcasing myself because I feel I'm very shy. Yeah. You don't need to shout to the world, hey, Mallory here, take note of me. You know, you don't have to do that. You just need to talk to people and communicate. Good morning. How can I help? I would like to learn more of. So if you don't open your mouth, nobody's gonna help you. So you need to just constantly talk about it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So just now you mentioned how like the studying life and the work life is completely different, right? Right. Very different. Okay. So what is one thing that you think these fresh graduates should prepare in mind before they enter into the workplace? Uh, I think for those, especially those who have not done enough internships or competitions or anything of that sort, right? The one thing you need to know is that when it comes to real working world, there's no textbook at all. Mm. Okay. Because even as an intern, right, when you're going for an internship, I remember my first time with internship and things like that as well. It's like they take care of you as an intern. You're very young. So yeah. it's, they, they want to make sure that, oh my God, you don't break down in the three months. So they really, they make sure your jobs are clear, your job scope is very precise, you know what to do and things like that. But when it comes to real working world, especially 2020, if you have not known, we live in the most volatile world you can ever ask for. One minute MCO, okay. one minute CMCO, one minute you can go out, one minute you cannot go out. <laughs> yep. changes, you know? Imagine, you had a plan last year, or 2020, I want mm-hmm. to fly I want to do this, I want to do that, suddenly company not hiring, planes are not flying. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, your line is breaking up a okay. bit. I'm so okay. sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, just, just rewind yeah. five seconds. Okay. Like, 2020, a lot of things okay. are... Okay, yeah, yeah. 2020, a lot of things you plan for may not happen. Mm. And you, like some of the companies, you will know that, oh, if you just rewind back one year, no problem with hiring. One year later, uh-huh. completely freeze hiring. In fact, some are retrenching. So yeah. a lot of things are very volatile and very uncertain. So as mm. a French grad, you have to be prepared for that if you're not prepared for it at all. You have to accept the fact that your job can change from A to B to C to D in the span of like three to six months. And mm. it's okay, it's normal. Because in the working world, even a lot of bosses tell us also, they are not agile. The word is agile. Right, agile. Yeah, okay. they're not, right? They're not mm. agile. It's like, it's like a brick, I cannot mold them. Right. So when you're moldable, people don't want to hire you because imagine uh, last time they can hire you 20 at a time. Now with the cost cutting, they can only take five. Mm. They want the best five that can mold, not right. five that I need to break <laughs> and change again. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So fresh graduates should be able to adapt uh, to a yeah, lot of changes, and mm. that comes a lot with the mindset because they're so fixated on like, oh, I did this, means I can only do this. Mm. You might need to do jobs, two to three percent job at yeah. this rate. You might need to do jobs that your seniors don't need to do because you know you don't have that many manpower. And that's a fact. You need to accept that. Mm, okay, okay. I think a lot of fresh graduates who are listening to this will be able to benefit a lot. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> I know harsh reality. I don't want to sound like a nagging mother. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd rather tell you the truth than giving you all floral and happy news. And then when you go inside there, it's like, this is not yeah. what <laughs> I think people should know about these kind of things. Better to know now than later, right? Right, you have time yeah. to prepare. Mm, exactly. So anyway, I think um, 
I would like to move on to a bit of interview specific questions if you don't yes, mind. Sir. Okay, so um, when it comes to interviews, right? Just now you mentioned, oh, there was a bad example where um, parents had to send the children to the interviews and things like that. Have you ever heard of really bad examples, or you yourself experiencing a very bad interview being held? Okay, I had first. I'll share my experience, and then mm. I'll share one from an experience I had. Okay, so my personally, this mm. is something that it really left a scar in me. Not in a, um, it's not really a bad way, but it's more of a lesson that. So like um, just recently, especially recently, there's a lot of topics about how to leverage on social media to stand out, make an impression. So I advocated LinkedIn a lot because when I was applying for my job, mm-hmm. that was like almost ten years ago, yeah. And who knew online interview was also a thing about ten years ago? Okay. You don't see that often, but it does happen. So I had one online interview, and um, there's this lady asking me, "So Mallory, I saw your LinkedIn." But it's not updated, and then I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, what, twenty twenty one? I was just like, uh, yeah, because I I use Facebook and Instagram more. Like, to, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm <laughs> I'm a student. What? Why? Okay. And you know, she answered me. She said, um, well, we are a forward thinking company, and we only want forward thinking individual. If you can't think ahead for your career. I don't think that um, this place was suitable for you. We need to reconsider your application. Oh, so I literally harsh. got shut down for LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Like, what logic is that? But it's true in some sense because you are supposed to be planning for a career and mm. you're graduating. And if you're not preparing for your career, you're not putting effort. Right. So okay. it's like now it's like a digital era. If you are insisting that you want face-to-face interview, you might not even get it. Right. So you wait lah for maybe one someday somebody will call you for a face-to-face interview, mm-hmm. but not. Mm-hmm. And some very like you know some business are affected more than the other. Yeah. So you might not even get your dream job for now. Mm-hmm. If you're really desperate for a job, you might just take whatever that comes. True. You know. So that's one interview lessons that I really got that mm-hmm. always be prepared. In every aspect, improve your social media. Okay. So, if you want to private your Instagram and LinkedIn, you can start. Uh, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, you should. If you have not updated your LinkedIn, you definitely should consider because these days everybody will just go on LinkedIn and search for you. It's not hard. So, yeah, yeah my personally for me, that was the I think one of the worst interview I've gotten, which is that. Okay. Uh, personally for me, so an example of a bad interview. Is commonly common. I'll just give you common things that happen today, very very frequently. Is okay. that one? You do not know about a company. You don't research about a company. Now research uh, okay. is not company name. Yeah. Research <laughs> is things that the company have done. I remember one. I was you know when you send your resume, then the client company will call you um, mm. and randomly and they say do a phone interview. So I remember one, I applied for this company, uh, it's FMCG, and then out of the blue, I was having lunch and the person called. And I'm so grateful for Google next to me, because the, the, the company asked me, the interviewer, so what was our latest uh, marketing campaign, what do you think about it? Oh my goodness. Just like, what is your latest marketing campaign? So I just Googled something and I'm like, okay. I don't know if this is the latest, but the one that I remember seeing is this, and this is my thoughts. Hmm. Thankfully, they're like, oh yeah, that is the latest one. Like, oh, 
Google. Wow, that's very demanding though. But it's that's the fact. Like, yeah, that's the fact. Mm. Yeah, when you apply for the kind of job, the moment you drop your resume, right. be prepared. Okay, okay. Any time with the day. <laughs> common thing I know a lot of fresh graduates is that they are not prepared and then they will say why did they call me like that they didn't give me time to prepare mm. but that's not what they do it's not a face to face there's no schedule just call if you're, mm. if you're not convenient to talk just say come up with your lie something like oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in class right now give me 10 minutes right, right, right. something like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. then the schedule call for you mm. if not then they expect that you'll be free to answer the call because you drop a reservation and you always should remember the companies you drop to and what reason. Mm, yep, yep. So mm. these are they might call like that company called me like almost a month later. I even forgotten that I applied there. Mm, okay. So those are lessons that I feel commonly faced by a lot of young people that they don't prepare. So when they go for any interview, they just read up about about me, about uh-huh. company. They don't know the values, they don't know the campaign, they don't know the projects, they don't know the products, they just know. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. So, common, common, these are the common, most common mistakes that mm, Okay, okay. So, basically, you have to really be prepared. Like, the moment you drop it, be prepared. Yeah. Read up Assume everything. Assume you're going to get a call already. Mm, okay, okay. Well, imagine applying for like a thousand at one point. Exactly. You'll definitely, yeah, yes. it would be very confusing right for now, you. Yeah. I had a mini notebook after that incident. I carry a mini notebook with me. Okay, yeah, these days your phone is better. Those days I carry a mini notebook and I wrote down every company I applied for, what position I applied for, mm. and then when I applied for it. Right. Because I know roughly two to three weeks they'll start calling. Mm, okay, so okay. Okay, it could be one of these. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright, so. um. When it comes to fresh graduates, right, and then you just graduated, you might not have a lot of experience. Maybe you have done one internship before, but that is really not enough, right, sometimes. So how can these fresh graduates somehow convince like, the hiring company to hire them? I think uh, I'll use today's reference because the world has changed quite drastically. Yeah. Is that start thinking about what companies would want three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months down the road. Because you need to be the asset for them. Mm, So how do you do that? Is like I said, 101 free webinars out there that are being published. Okay. Register even if it's meant for corporate. Okay, doesn't matter. Just register, go in, and learn and hear. So like just that day, there's one uh, virtual mama session or something like that where the HR director or Shell Mm. and and PMB were sharing. On what is the new course or new normal for them going to be mm, like? Mm. So those are things that you just attend, and then when they share like, oh, we are moving towards the hundred percent working from home, means hey, I need to be digital. Mm. Um, our company has done efforts in you know uh, trying to bridge between offshore and onshore for all I guess. Okay, I need to know that. So those are things that you need to know, mm. and because you can estimate what our skills they need. So while you are waiting for your job, upskill in those areas. Right. Okay. Strategy, strategically learn things that your company needs. Mm, so okay. this is what you can do now. Alright, but if let's say lah, huh, you are a student that have never participated in any curriculum, any competition, any project, nothing. Yep. Okay. okay. So yes, one internship. 
um, what I can do, I always recommend all my mentees is that look back at your assignments. I'm sure if you have nothing else in the world, you have assignments. Okay. <laughs> look back at all your assignments that you have done and the, learn, the values and lessons you've gotten out of it. For example, mm. if let's say you work on this assignment project, and like all campus and all common with students, there'll be one person in the team that somehow doesn't do the assignment and then everybody do the person's homework. Yep. <laughs> and then I get that a lot. So you you tend to have that, right? So how do you deal with that? Because those are people mm. management skills. So when the companies ask you, they will tend to ask you scenario-based question nowadays or either assessment-based. They want to hear your thinking process. The challenge with our millennials is that we don't reflect enough. You yeah. don't sit down and think about what did we learn unless somebody tells you to write down what you learned. If not, mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. So it's very common because we just don't reflect. So when the companies ask you like, okay, given a situation where you're working in a team and one of your colleagues are not performing, what will you do? Then you'll be like, uh, well, I would have a report not so nice, no report also not so nice, so what do I do? Uh? <laughs> but if you look back at your assignment, what do you do? How do you overcome right. that? And then you realize it's actually the same mm. thing. You know, it's click. So the challenge is so look back at all your assignments and all your experiences and do a little lesson, one or two key things you've learned and you're proud of, or mistakes you've made that you will not repeat again. And then prepare mm. that to be shared during your interview. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about which award you win, blah, blah, blah. But it's also about the what you gotten out of the experience. And they want to see how you apply that to the working world. Mm, okay, okay. So basically put, everyone can actually find something to talk about. And- there's always something to talk about. I do not believe that there's nothing in your life unless mm. you really didn't do anything. Like. <laughs> but actually, like, it's also, you've, attacked, you've done assignment. And yeah, worst yeah. So yeah. that itself teaches you teamwork, communication, managing expectations, mm. management. So you learn a lot of things. You just need to sit down and think what the I learned. How can I apply? That's all. Okay, cool, cool. So another thing is like, you know, in Malaysia, a lot of people speak different languages. The most interviews are held in English. And sadly, not everyone can speak perfect English. So in this case, if a person has a really hard time like communicating in English, how can he or she like, or what should he or she do to somehow be able to um, reach to the company and convey to the company their true value? Okay, I think if you come to written, right, it's mm. not hard. Just Google. Like you can you can learn how to fix your language based on Google. I remember last time I hired an intern. She's a designer. She's super in her work, but she's more Mandarin speaking than English. Okay. And she's super, super, super shy. So what I love about her is that every time when we have a meeting in English, she will have this little translator to research everything in that way, and then she will Google it further. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? She didn't even know what webinar meant. Oh, okay. Okay, she didn't really know anything design. Everything else outside of design, she doesn't know. So when we say webinar, she's like, What's this webinar? So she asked how to spell. And then, okay. spell. then she will write down, then she will go and Google what is webinar. And then she will Google translate. Yeah. So it's the effort you put in. So in mm. written, it's not difficult. You can somehow patch it together. But if you go for interviews, right, most companies are forgiving in the sense, unless your job requires you to speak to people in English, most companies are generally forgiving and allow you to speak in English. Mm. Maybe it's so it's fine. 
as long as you're conversable. But most importantly, it's your attitude and your confidence. Okay. So even if let's say like like me, my bahasa is crappy, to very relatable. I mean like I relatable. Like, like those, I came from a Chinese school when I was primary, so when I was speaking bahasa, okay. my bahasa sound like this accent thing. Even uh, my Mandarin has this accent in it. So when I speak, it sounds odd. But as long as I speak it confidently, they will not question and go, "Your Mandarin sounds funny." They don't ask me that. I just speak confidently. Mm. So same thing with the rest of them. Uh, I think if you speak confidently, your interviewers are quite forgiving. You just need to know how to convey your message properly across and clearly. So effort that you can do is that you can write and practice and rehearse in advance. Okay. So write down what is the right word to say for this. Write if you can't think of the word, describe a scenario in layman. In, they don't expect you to use bombastic English. Mm. You just layman conversable English as long as they understand. Okay. Cool, cool. So I think um I pretty much asked all the questions I want to ask, and it's already coming to thirty six minutes. So maybe we should cap it here. Okay, get. Okay, okay. Anyway, I have some personal questions I wanna ask. Yeah. Like, uh, in terms of working in the workplace, right? As a as a girl, like, as a female, like. Um, do you think people view females and males differently? And do you, do you think people are more ready for a male leader compared to a female leader? I think naturally, because of how society was, and still is in some areas, it's very common to see more male leading than female. Mm. Because it's, it's, it's a fact that like, you look at most CEOs today, you see more male CEOs and male directors than you do in a female setting, mm. which is yeah. it's very common these days. But I think if you look at Malaysia, Malaysia, I'll just go Malaysia, I won't yeah. there, but we, have, we are quite fortunate to have uh, modernization taking place. So most of our globalized organizations are already more female female centric and they're okay with that. Of course no doubt there are some traditional companies that are still very male focused, mainly because they feel that ladies are troublesome, which I so like for example, they will say that oh ladies will get married, means we'll have children, means you know, they will, they cannot be a leader because they'll be on maternity leave. But then we have like the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern, who was pregnant and gave birth certainly uh, wow <laughs> in the Prime Minister. Yeah. So that there is no excuse why you can't do it anymore. Mm. So in that sense. So and I think uh, it's also a society that's more fair. So we have a lot of big companies that have done paternity leaves, encouraging fathers to mm-hmm. stay and take care of the kids with like uh, or rotate among them so that the wife can also go back to work. We have also programs mm. with, you know, ladies to go back to So with all this in place, we are looking at a more gender equal It's my opinion. Mm. I think. But it comes to ladies in the workplace, I think the biggest challenge is not the how the males see the ladies, but also how the ladies see themselves. Like, yeah. we, we tend to have this natural stigma that um, I'm not as good in some sense. And ladies, I, I don't I've seen, I work with a lot of male colleagues. A lot of my male colleagues tend to be big face. Like, for them, right? Okay. They tend to be like, uh. Oh, sorry, so sorry, the light is cutting off a can bit. Can you hear? Sorry, can you hear? My connection is uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Alright. I'm not sure whether it's mine or yours. Hmm. It's okay. Um, can you hear now? Hello? hello? Yeah. Can you yeah, hear? Okay. 
Okay, right. so um, like, sorry, uh, you have to rewind again. No, 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 But ladies, we tend to beat ourselves up like there's no tomorrow. If we make a mistake, we overthink like, oh my god, I disappointed this person. How can yeah, I make? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like that also agree, do. Agree. So we overthink so much, we stress ourselves yeah. out, and we become demoralized for no reason. So this right, right, right. ladies' problem is not really a male or female gender. It's more of mm, like okay. you know, just. And similarly, like if you see male and male argue, right? they can argue with each other and they move on. But ladies to ladies argue is like grudges hold forever. <laughs> I, yeah. I know it sounds stereotypical now, but it's fact. These are things that I've seen yeah. out in the real world. So I think what we can do as ladies is that number one, mm-hmm. to be more empathetic that another young girl or not, another young girl also go through what you went through. So be empathetic to help them. And I think also because like there's so much um, like as you climb up the corporate ladder or any hierarchy, somehow it gets lesser and lesser female at the top. Yeah. Somehow, uh, mm. it's just uh, I'm just stating fact lah. It's it's there are not many ladies at the top at this point. Yeah. So ladies feel like they have to compete with each other to get to the top. Mm. And so actually the men don't need to put us down. The ladies are putting each other down and no one's business. Okay. I see a lot of that. I've I personally went through it where this tato or tato street or something lady. I would say what. So I was in a panel session. So there are four of us. So the tato street is the moderator. One of the tato lady is a panel. Another one is a good friend, and then there's me. So imagine ah, as the tato street, this is how she introduced you know. First one ah. Hmm. Oh, this one is tato. She's very right. She's you know she has done a lot, achieved a lot in her life. Blah blah blah. And then after you have my very good friend who I've known her for 25 years, and there's Mallory. <laughs> oh no! Excuse me. So when it comes to priority of you know going up to share, I'm the last. Okay, fine. I get it. I'm the youngest. But that is my part. I need to earn her respect. I also need to don't argue so much. So I've said, okay, now my out. Do my best to earn your respect. So I went out. I spoke. I uh, spoke. I think confidently enough and clearly enough. After that, she started talking to me, mm. okay. and she added me on Facebook. <laughs> you know, so it's like that's the thing. Like you automatically had that stigma. Like you know, you that was the experience I had, and now I'm like, what's this women empowering women thing when you know they are putting you down yeah. and upset and things like that. So at the end, I said, okay, but imagine if I decided to throw a tantrum. I decided to talk bad about her. I decided that you know what, screw this. Mm. Or I decided to be rebellious. It will not turn out well for me. True. So I need to learn to swallow my ego, mm. not be so upset, and then earn the respect. Okay. And then things turn out well. So I think another thing I can give advice to ladies is that emotional check is very important. Okay. Especially for ladies, you get more as you grow. I don't know why, but somehow. It becomes like that. You you tend to be tired. You tend to be restless. You tend to be agitated more frequent, upset because you beat yourself up and you overthink a lot. Mm. So emotional check and emotional support is very important. Okay, I feel you. I feel like I learned a lot today, and I feel like you have very good EQ. Like you can analyze your own emotions, and also you learn a lot from yourself, which a lot of times I feel like I don't do enough of. Like I don't reflect enough of 
what I'm doing wrong and right and things like that. So that's a lesson. Hmm. Thank you. Because like for me, I I learned it the hard way to really reflect. And because when I grew up, I'm a bit like like I said, I'm stubborn. So I tend to always think that I I I honestly do not receive constructive criticism well. Not okay. because I don't welcome it. It's because I tend to feel like upset with myself for not giving my best. Mm. Or maybe You're quite I harsh to yourself. Best. Yeah, I'm very harsh to myself a lot. So because mm. of that, that behavior, I mm. tend to overthink. So I needed to objectively analyze myself without overthinking. Mm. So right, I, right. if you, since as I just give you four letters to help you, keep okay. proof start and stop. Keep proof start and stop. Okay. Keep improve start stop. So kiss lah, K I S S. Ah, okay. You remember that. So keep talks a lot about what about your effort that you like to keep. It okay. could be as simple as I've done my best. I've prepared well. Okay. okay. Keep. I want to keep. Mm. Yes, improve. So what are things that I can do better in? It mm. be so hard and be as specific as you can. Take for example like this interview, right? And then after this, you just reflect. Okay, what I like about the interview, what went well. What do I need to improve on in the interview? Is there some mm. space where I ask things like that? And then what can I start doing more of? Can I make aging? Okay. Can I include some games? Can I do this? Mm. And then what should I stop? Like for example, like I should like one of my feedback was that I need to stop doing everything at once. Uh, okay. I'm a control person. I need things to do. <laughs> so I tend to be like, if it's not up to my standard, I get frustrated. Right. Right. And then I'm like, but then I have to ask myself, did I communicate what I want clearly to the person? Mm, okay. okay. So it when I learn to objectively analyze myself, then mm. I've learned a lot about how I manage my emotions. Well, that's all from us today. I hope you learn a thing too. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at express.able. And we also have a website, express-able.com. We also have Facebook. What a surprise. Anyway, feel free to tune in to the other interviews uh, on this platform as well. For the time being, take care and stay safe. Bye!